Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Elizabeth Peden about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion and a celebration at the Summer House at the Grand Floridian. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Elizabeth. Hello. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I am so excited to be here. I My wedding day was my favorite day, and I just, I'm so excited to talk about it. <laughs> so I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. Long story short, he actually proposed at Disney while we were on vacation with his family. I told him he set the bar really, really high, and it was only right that we got married there. <laughs> But Disney also happens to have just such a huge sentimental value to both of our families. You know, we both grew up going to Disney and we have such fond memories with both of our families there. I figured why not create the ultimate memory with both of our families celebrating our wedding. That's wonderful. How did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? They were like, of course, that sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) I am a huge Disney say Disney nerd but I love Disney like I live and breathe it my dad of course was like you know that means some people can't travel but I'm like yeah I know but this is my dream and I'm not going to give up on it you know every wedding has somebody who has to travel right exactly you know most of his family lives in Texas but I have some family members that live in Alabama South Carolina I was like I mean we were going to spend our honeymoon at Disney anyways we might as well just get married there so (laughs) got it yeah So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited about 120 and we had about 50 50 to 55 people that actually showed up. We had a couple that couldn't go last minute, but we still had a like a hearty amount of people that showed up, which was great. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did Coronado Springs, I want to say All-Star Movies Resort and Wilderness Lodge. Most of them ended up staying at Coronado Springs. They just fell in love with it online, which I don't blame them. It's a beautiful resort. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? So I work retail. Holiday season is super, super busy for me. And what a great way to just kind of come down from that to relax and get married and spend two weeks at Disney World. But also our anniversary is January 7th. And he proposed on January 13th. So I figured January is just like the perfect time. We got married on January 4th. So just a couple days shy of our three-year anniversary. And, you know, I have a lot of teachers in my family and a lot of kids in the family. So doing that right before school started was just kind of a no-brainer. And Tuesdays, Tuesdays were a little bit more financially available for us. And it was kind of actually right before marathon weekend it was just you know might as well give people the opportunity to spend new year's there so it just kind of all fell into place (laughs) 
<laughs> How did you choose the time of day for your event? We wanted to give our guests enough time to like come down from the energy high of being at a Disney wedding and just kind of gather their thoughts and their things and be able to have an easier travel day the next day. Cause a lot of them were leaving the fifth or the sixth. And I think it was just easier. We did two o'clock. So it gave us enough time to get ready in the morning. We're not having to get up at two or 3 AM. We were able to kind of sleep in a little bit and then we were done by like five 30. So we had time to kind of relax ourselves afterwards. It gave people time to do their own thing afterwards so they could go get dinner. They could relax with their families. They could go, you know, to a park, watch a fireworks show, anything like that. We wanted to allow our guests to have not just time with us, but also time with their families because a lot of them were there also on vacation too. So we didn't want to impede too much. That's a good point. That's something to consider when you're planning because you're also planning other people's vacations. Absolutely. So how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? So my ultimate dream was to get married in front of the castle. I don't have castle wedding ceremony money, but I also fell in love with the wedding pavilion because, you know, you have that picture perfect window with the castle in the background as you're walking down. And it's just so beautiful. It's like a chapel, but it's not like a chapel you can get anywhere else, which is really ultimately what I wanted kind of have some of that tradition in there, but also that touch of Disney. And then I didn't want like our reception to be super like out of the way for our guests. We wanted to kind of keep it close to the ceremony location. And Summer House Patio is just so pretty and it you don't need to do anything like decor wise. You're surrounded by the Grand Floridian. You've got the Seven Seas Lagoon just out there. You know, you can just enjoy being outside. That's great. And let's see, you were there in January in the afternoon. How was it sun-wise? Was it too sunny or was it? It was perfect. I could not have asked for better weather. I think it was like 75 degrees, a couple clouds in the sky, not too sunny, but also not dark enough to where photographers couldn't get any photos. Got it. Okay, cool. Did you guys use any outside vendors for your event? Yes. So we used The Roots, Nate and Gen Z, who are amazing. I couldn't have asked for better photographers. And then we also used, I found a florist that's local in Orlando called In Bloom, and then they provided my personal florals. So all of my, my bouquet, all of our corsages and boutonnieres and the personal florals for the bridesmaids as well. That's great. How did you decide to use an outside florist? I am super picky. <laughs> I had a certain like vision in mind. And from what I saw, I know Disney can do so many different things, but from what I was saying, like in the like the little brochures that they had sent me, it just wasn't speaking to my style. And so I was doing some research online and I found in bloom and I just fell in love with the way that they did their bouquets. It was very boho chic kind of. Um, we had pompous grass in there, magnolia leaves. And it was also a little more affordable on my end too. I was, we were trying to do everything on a budget because, you know, COVID and everything kind of threw everything out of, <laughs> out of the loop. But they definitely fit into my budget and my style, which was super important to me. That's wonderful. How did you choose your officiant? So our officiant is a longtime family friend. He has known my parents since way before I was born. His wife, longtime family friend of my mother's. And it just felt right. You know, he has seen me grow up literally from an infant to the adult the woman that I am now. And it just felt 
right. And he is such a godly man that he, I knew he was going to lead our marriage in the right direction. That's great. Did you add any kind of entertainment to the ceremony or the reception? For the ceremony, we just kind of kept it with the basic organist. Um, Disney actually surprised us and had a violinist, which was a nice little touch of Disney magic because my dad came back after walking my stepmom down the aisle and was like, the violinist was a nice touch. And I was like, what violinist? (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not going to complain. It just kind of tied everything together. And and then for our celebration, and we did uh, DJ with Disney. I don't quite remember his name, but he was great. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors that you would recommend? Absolutely. So we did like the Prince Charming cocktail hour menu. And on there, it was like a, it was like a roasted turkey breast with a stone ground mustard and a cranberry mayonnaise. And it was just delicious. Like it was the best thing I've ever had. (laughs) And it was just something so simple. And I was just blown away by it. And then our cake was amazing. We had I would 100% recommend the lavender with a lemon curd and blueberry and buttercream frosting. It was so good. Like everybody was talking about it like three weeks later still. (laughs) That's great. Did you guys add any other events like a rehearsal dinner or a welcome party? Yeah. So my in-laws, they planned the rehearsal dinner for us. What was really cool was my mother-in-law kind of reached out to me. My husband is a huge fanatic of aquariums. Like he absolutely loves fish. And she was like, I really want to set up the rehearsal dinner for the Living Sea Salon. I was like, that sounds like a great idea. We'll tell him it's at the China Pavilion and he'll be surprised. So we did our rehearsal. We went over to Epcot. And when we started going the opposite direction of the China Pavilion, he was like, wait, something's not right. He's like, China looks a little bit different. (laughs) But it was so cool. It was just such a unique environment. And when it was just relaxed and chill. And then afterwards we went and we watched Harmonious in the Canadian Pavilion, which was just really neat. Like you don't really always get to get a front row seat like that unobstructed for any kind of show like that, unless you camp out for hours. So being able to have that as like a celebration of us was really cool. That sounds like fun. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? I will say I got up at like 6 30 7 o'clock I was ready to get the day started my maid of honor and my other bridesmaid did not get up as early as I did but we kind of got started around eight o'clock with hair and makeup we ran out and got some breakfast and brought it back to our hotel just to kind of give us something to munch on while we're getting ready we had the photographer show up around 11 to our hotel to get uh, getting ready photos taken we were a little bit behind at that time, so they didn't get, really get any pictures of Noah getting ready. But I did get my getting ready photos. And then we hopped over to the Grand Floridian at about 1245. We arrived at one o'clock. We did photos in front of the Grand Floridian inside, just kind of around the grounds. And then we were ushered into the bridal suite vestibule to wait for the, the ceremony. We started at about two o'clock. We were done, I would say around 2.30. And then after that, we were taken back behind the wedding pavilion to get photos done. And then we were brought back out for our exit. Like our, uh, we had a rose petal toss 
exit. And then we went back inside for photos until about 3.30-ish. And then from 3.30 to 5.30, we had our celebration. And then at at 5.30, everything was kind of pretty much over. We were able to relax and all of that. How did you guys decide to do a celebration rather than a full reception? It was strictly budget. If I had it my way and I had all the money in the world, I would have had a brunch reception with Mickey Mouse waffle bars and mimosa bars and just the whole nine yards. Unfortunately, I had to work with a budget. So I settled for a cake and champagne celebration, but we were still able to add like food to it. So it kind of felt like a reception, but it didn't go on for as long as a reception typically would have. And I feel like that probably fit better because we did have a lot of younger children and they were honestly pretty tired by the end of the celebration. So I feel like that actually worked out in our favor. Oh, that's good to hear. So it didn't feel like it was too short. No, it honestly, I felt like it was like the perfect amount of time we got to celebrate with our family and our friends. And then we got to kind of relax and enjoy each other and not be totally wiped out by the end of the day. (laughs) So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? 100%. I think my number one priority was photography. Photography is something that's going to last forever. I wanted to make sure I was getting someone with a style that I loved and someone that would work personality-wise with me. And that's how I found the roots. And then another priority for me was the cake. The cake is just, it always stands out in the reception or the celebration. You know, I just wanted to make sure it was something that I looked at and was like, yeah, that's my cake. That is beautiful. I love it. And then my personal florals were also another really important part of like my top three, you know, bouquets. Those are just so special. You know, you see a lot of bouquets and a lot of them just, some of them look very cookie cutter. And I wanted something that wasn't, you know, that just kind of spoke to my personality and everything. That's a good point. Yeah. Being able to customize that. What aspects were less important where maybe you saved some money or just your effort? So we kind of kept, decor like ceremony and reception decor to a minimum Disney's such a beautiful place the wedding pavilion is just stunning on its own you don't need a lot that was another reason why I chose the wedding pavilion is because you don't really need crazy amounts of floral yes it makes it even more beautiful but it was beautiful all on its own same thing with the summer house patio it was just the atmosphere of it was so beautiful you didn't really need a lot from another one I saved on transportation 100%. I didn't even have to, you know, everybody just kind of walked over from the ceremony location to the reception, which is another thing that I guess was kind of important, but also not really that important to me because, you know, I wanted the reception celebration location to be close by. So it would be easy for everybody to get to. There was no confusion. Got it. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I think finally getting back to the hotel room after the wedding and just kind of being able to take a deep breath and go, we did it. We survived. You know, we made it through with almost nothing going wrong. And I was just able to relax with my husband and enjoy his company. That's wonderful. So leading into the next question, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? (laughs) You know, I think it's every bride's worst nightmare to think of something potentially going wrong. 
And of course, you know, you always have those thoughts in the back of your mind until the day is actually over. I will say everything went fairly smoothly. The only hiccup we had, and it was, it was not even like a Disney thing. It was a personal thing. After the ceremony, we were taking pictures. We were almost done. We were about to move into t- taking more pictures with my family. I had a nosebleed. And it was the first one I've ever had. Like my first nosebleed on my wedding day. I thought that was the most ridiculous thing ever. But Disney honestly was so great. Like the people that were in there, they were like, take a seat. We're going to get you a snack. We're going to get you a drink. Do we need to call, you know, a nurse? Do we need to call medical? And I'm like, no, we're good. Thank you. Just give me like 10 minutes and I'll be okay. (laughs) But they were honestly, they, even that hiccup, they made it go smoothly. Like I was super impressed. They even got us a golf cart to transport us over to the celebration location so I wouldn't have to walk and put potentially have another one. So that was a really nice touch on their part. That's wonderful. And your dress was okay? My dress was fine. I did not get anything on my dress. So that was the <laughs> that was the icing on top of the cake. <laughs> and was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? I think I was personally a little concerned about how people would perceive not having a full reception. We did it strictly for budget reasons. And honestly, I think everybody enjoyed having that shortened amount of time where they could spend time with each other, spend time with us, and then go and do their own thing. So I think I made a bigger deal out of it than everybody else did because everybody else loved the idea. That's so great to hear. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I would have probably booked more hours of photography. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought six would be enough. It was not. We still got some amazing photos. I just, I think I should have splurged a little more and gone with seven or eight hours. Um, I definitely would have paid more attention to what to do with my bouquet after the wedding. Um, Being from Houston and flying into Orlando kind of made it difficult Um, and I just kind of, I felt bad. I left it in the hotel room. I was like, oh, this breaks my heart. But, you know, there, one of these days I'll get a painting of it, but that is something I definitely would have paid attention to or thought about, um, beforehand. That's interesting. I wonder if you could also maybe just have in bloom, make you another one for your anniversary or something. Good. And maybe have somebody cast in resin. Ooh, yeah. Like I kept thinking about that afterwards and I was like, man, should have thought of that. Like, it just is so beautiful. I keep seeing all of these all over, like, Instagram and TikTok. And I'm like, man, I should have done that. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, I mean, that's really it. Everything else was just, you know, went wonderfully. So do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Don't think that anything's out of reach because of budget. Because you can still have your dream wedding in your dream location on a budget. And just, you know, I know... COVID times made everything a little bit uncertain, especially with them cutting back. But just keep your head up and just follow your dream. It, it's going to happen. Honestly, at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is you're getting married to the love of your life. That's what's important. That's great advice. Well, Elizabeth, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married or having a vow renewal at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Of course. I appreciate you for thinking of me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, 
DisneyWeddingPodcast.com or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs>